This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the Eighth Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the book of Sirach. When a sieve is shaken, the husks appear. So do one's faults when one speaks. As the test of what the potter holds is in the furnace, so in tribulation is the test of the just. The fruit of a tree shows the care it has had, so too does one's speech disclose the bent of one's mind. Praise no one before he speaks, for it is then that people are tested. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm Lord, it is good to give thanks to you. Lord, it is good to give thanks to you. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praise to your name, Most High, to proclaim your kindness at dawn and your faithfulness throughout the night. Lord, it is good to give thanks to you. The just one shall flourish like the palm tree, like a cedar of Lebanon shall he grow. They that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Lord, it is good to give thanks to you. They shall bear fruit even in old age. Vigorous and sturdy shall they be, declaring how just is the Lord, my rock, in whom there is no wrong. Lord, it is good to give thanks to you. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, when this, which is corruptible, clothes itself with incorruptibility, and this, which is mortal, clothes itself with immortality, Then the word that is written shall come about. Death is swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be firm, steadfast, always fully devoted to the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus told his disciples a parable. Can a blind person guide a blind person? Will not both fall into a pit? No disciple is superior to the teacher. But when fully trained, every disciple will be like his teacher. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye? but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own. How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me remove that splinter in your eye, when you do not even notice the wooden beam in your own eye? You hypocrite! Remove the wooden beam from your eye first, then you will see clearly to remove the splinter in your brother's eye. A good tree does not bear rotten fruit, nor does a rotten tree bear good fruit. 
for every tree is known by its fruit. For people do not pick figs from thorn bushes, nor do they gather grapes from brambles. A good person, out of the store of goodness in his heart, produces good. But an evil person, out of a store of evil, produces evil. For from the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Carla, as we begin the eighth Sunday in Ordinary Time, I want to pull out a little tidbit of maybe some trivia here. So we're, of course, in year C, and um, I tried to find the last time we had an eighth Sunday in year C. Um, I actually couldn't find it, but the last time that I remember having notes on that was back in 2007. Oh, it's so been a while. It's, it's, been, um, <laughs> it's been a long, long time ago that we've actually heard these readings, so we're very lucky this weekend. And, of course, this coming week is Ash Wednesday. Uh, Ash Wednesday opens Lent, that season of fasting and prayer. Uh, It's an ancient Jewish tradition of penance and fasting. Of course, if you think about in the Old Testament, you have the uh, city of Nineveh. You have King David, both putting on ashes and sackcloths and things. Um, And it symbolizes the dust from which God made us. Remember, you might hear in maybe some more traditional uh, Ash Wednesday uh, celebrations, remember thou art dust, and to dust you shall return. Uh, You hear more often now these days, repent and believe in the gospel. But we know that these ashes are a symbol of penance. And really, they're also a reminder that God is gracious and merciful to those who call on him with repentant hearts. So let's embrace this Lenten time frame. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And speaking of Lent, as we are preparing for the Lenten season, we need to do some serious discernment and through prayer and self-reflection, determine what it is that's bogging us down spiritually, what unhealthy habits have become our spiritual stumbling blocks and make those changes that are necessary so that becoming a saint is our first and foremost priority. Now, in this reading, we hear that much of what is in a person's heart is revealed in how that person speaks. This should cause us to reflect on our own values and beliefs to perform a kind of spiritual inventory. And we also hear that the fruit of a tree shows the care it has had. So, too, does one's speech disclose the bent of one's mind. So this Lent, let's develop an awareness of what needs to change, and we can fast from bad habits in our thoughts, words, and actions, and use this season to cultivate good holy practices to become and make them our new holy habits. Right, and I really see that's, that really builds on the theme this week of really a person's character, or developing their character and integrity. And and even though this Syriac... Uh, reading here is only like about nine or ten lines long it is very dense and i wanted to dig into this for just a minute because the reality is that when an action happens the useful and the useless become visible so let's he gives really good three good examples here when the sieve is shaken the husks appear now many people would think of like a winnowing right well one's intentions are made apparent through their actions that's where we see when they act whether or not they're acting in accord with good judgment or poor judgment. Um, Also, one's faults appear when one speaks. Now, many, unfortunately, these days mix in truth 
when they want to spin their lies. Okay, so I first off, I want to encourage people to be very careful from whom you take advice. <laughs> Remember that even Satan quoted scripture. Satan knew scripture. So oftentimes people will spin their lies but include a little bit of truth. And sometimes it can seem very compelling, but ultimately those lies appear and become apparent if you think through them. So be very careful there. And then the third one, a test of when the potter molds the clay in the furnace. One's imperfections are shown when tested. Many may put on a good show, maybe may try and hide something, but when the cracks start appearing, or cracks can start appearing when someone is stressed. So these are three things in a very dense reading here that really show the importance of developing a character. And that, these are really, that's what they are, is they're metaphors for that. And as you had mentioned about the tree, the tree, the fruit of a tree, shows how well the tree had been cared for. Properly cared for, you prune the tree and you feed it and you water it. You need to do the same thing to your character and to your virtues. Then your thoughts, words, and actions will be truly, will truly mark you as a Christian. So important, it's a very short reading, but very important to really set the stage for Lent and developing our character. Well, let's go ahead and move to the second reading here. Um, this is a reading uh, within the larger resurrection of the dead, which comes from 1 Corinthians 15. Oh, and I just love the way that St. Paul weaves his thoughts about the second coming and the final resurrection into this beautiful piece of poetry. He tells us that the sting of death is sin and that the power of sin is the law. And that statement on its own is a bit perplexing. St. Paul follows up with a statement that our victory over death comes through our Lord Jesus Christ. But when he says that the power of sin is the law, he's simply pointing out a fact. So the word sin means literally to miss the mark. It's an old archery term. If we lived in a world of chaos, if we lived in a world that there was no law, then there could be no sin because there would be no mark to hit. There would be no getting it right. Everything is chaotic. And it would be simply that anything goes. But we live in a lawful universe. God created everything, and everything that God created is subject to his law, both natural law and moral law. And it is because there is law that there is sin. When we violate the law, we miss the mark. We sin. Yeah, oh, that's, that's a beautiful way to look at that. And, and as this ends here, your labor is not in vain. So as you mentioned some of these things, when we do miss the mark, of course, we have confession to come back to. But know that Christ encourages us the fact that your labor is not in vain. Your labor for the Lord will yield a harvest. Now, you may or may not see your harvest, <laughs> but you do need to plant. Remember in John 4, one sows and another reaps. So really our call is to be obedient to the Lord, right? By that call to be obedient, that's where we get pushed or we start trying to push something, right? We exercise not only maybe our physical muscles, if you think about exercising, how to become strong through exercise, we need to exercise our spiritual muscles, exercise our virtues. And that is the way that we can learn to become obedient to our Lord and how important that is. And know that that is never in vain to try and live for the Lord. Right. It will always yeah. yield fruit. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and spend a little bit of time in the gospel here. 
Uh, we do get a, a judgment theme again. Of course, that can be a, a hot topic these days, but we have to realize that it is of utmost importance that we have a need for good judgment in our society and in our personal lives. And the Catechism in paragraph 1777 says this, and I think this is important. Moral conscience, present at the heart of the person, enjoins him at the appropriate moment to do good and to avoid evil. It also judges particular choices, approving those that are good and denouncing those that are evil. It bears witness to the authority of truth in reference to the supreme God to which the human person is drawn, and it welcomes the commandments. When he listens to his conscience, the prudent man can hear God speaking. Wow, how important it is to form that right judgment. Exactly. And that's all, we're all in a work in progress in that, aren't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but that is that is a very, we, yeah. you need good judgment. And yeah. Jesus is using the example of a wood beam and tells us that we have to take the wooden beam out of our eye so that we can see clearly. We don't have good judgment if we, if we can't see things clearly. Pulling that beam out of the eye symbolizes, uh, you know, the first step in repentance. And it's recognizing that it's there. That's the first thing. And we need to come to recognize the sin in our lives and admit that we have sinned. And then we need to repent and sincerely want to change. And this is the point at which such a great multitude become trapped. They recognize sin. They recognize that their behaviors and lifestyles are sinful, but don't want to change. On our own, none of us have the power to make the changes necessary to overcome sin. That can be done only through the grace of God. And when we're wrestling with habit patterns of sin, it's rarely one and done. It's usually a process and can take many years to overcome. And for most of us, our struggle with sin, our ups and downs and starts and stops and restarts will take a lifetime. But the important part is to just not stop trying. God isn't as interested in the number of times that we fall. He's more interested in how many times we get up and try again. So with Lent on the horizon, this is the time to dig deep and renew our commitment to holiness. And there's no better way to kick off the Lenten season than by receiving the sacrament of reconciliation. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.